Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Right, uh, Brendan Telfer, uh, a man who I've got high regard for because he is a broadcasting legend and legend is thrown around, around like icon, I guess, in a lot of particular areas. But I truly believe this man has because of the longevity and the time he has spent in all sports around the world, including many, many Olympic Games. Good morning, Telf. Good morning, Smitty. Nice to talk to you. And, and thanks very much for coming on, mate. Listen, uh, you've been part of a lot of emotive issues around uh, New Zealand sport from time to time. This uh, Laurel Hubbard uh, one is brewing. It's not going to go away. How do you feel about it? Where do you stand? Uh, well, I fully support her inclusion into the New Zealand team. Um, she's a woman. She's not a, she's not a male anymore. Um, I remember an interview that I did a couple of years ago on another radio station, obviously it wasn't this one, uh, with an expert who, to my uh, unfortunate sort of fading memory, I can't remember the name of this person, but they pointed out to me when I asked this person, is it true that Laurel Hubbard, as a former male weightlifter, inevitably brings a lot of that experience and, and natural strength that he had as a weightlifter across to this new gender, and so therefore she has an advantage over the female weightlifter that she will compete against, for example, at the Olympic Games. And this expert said no, because what happens in the transition period, and of course I'm not an expert and I stand to be shot down here, but from memory he's explained to me the period of transition that a person goes through between being being a male to a female requires a lot of surgeries and medications which reduce a lot of the natural testosterone that the male had. So by the time the transition is completed, Laurel Hubbard, as a woman, doesn't have anything like the strength that she possessed and would have retained if she had stayed a male. But judging by some of the one or two ignorant uh, text messages that you already had, people are still banging on and harping on about the fact that she's got all of the strength because she was a male once upon a time, but she's lost all of that because she's gone through this extensive transition to her physiology and is now a female. What part of that do people not understand? Uh, I can tell you, and I'm really happy that you've you've put this side of it to us because the groundswell of opinion, I mean, I'm probably looking, if I look at a percentage, I'm probably saying 90% are anti, and and it's it's so emotive. Why is it emotive? Is it it the concept of of you're actually participating in sport, or is it the concept of transsexual transitioning? 
Yeah, I think it's it's a motive because of ignorance more than anything. I mean, the world is changing rapidly that we live in now, and sport can't be kind of averse to this. Um, it's a dynamic kind of environment we live in. Uh, years ago, when you were playing sport at the top level, it was virtually unheard of, I suppose, for uh, a sports person to change from one gender to the other. But now it's very common. And with medical science and, and medicine and the uh, ability to be able to change gender, which is relatively safe if it's in competent hands. Like, I just know of one family that's got a, a young, or was a young boy, uh, in his early years at college, and had always had an interest in kind of uh, girls' things, and a lot of girls' friends, and so they decided to, to transition to a girl. And uh, this girl now is at college, and what is really the, the thing that warms my heart, according to her parents, is that all her friends at school had stayed with her. All of the people that she knew and all her close friends at school are still her close friends. So young people don't seem to have a problem with this. But I suppose there's a lot of people out there, uh, grumpy old white men who've ruled the sporting world for decades, who think everything should be played to their tune. But the world is changing, and it's not a big deal anymore for people to change gender. In fact, there's this new category now, which you touched on with your professor there, of people who call themselves binary neither male nor female. So I think a lot of people have just got to kind of take a little bit of time here and learn a bit about the world, this changing world that we're in. And Laurel Hubbard, I fully support her. I'm very pleased that she's at the Olympics. She's clearly um, met the qualifying weights to get her to the Games, and I wish her well. well I'm going to stay uh, impartial uh, at this stage, and the reason why is I continue to be educated, and throughout the week, Telf, we're going to be speaking to a number of, of people, not just uh, in the medical side of things, the emotional side of things as well. Now, uh, one thing we must know about Laurel Hubbard is she must be mentally strong because she knows exactly what the bulk of this country is thinking about her at this time, but she's persevering. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, she's been through this once before when she, I think, was picked for the New Zealand team for the Commonwealth Games, wasn't she? And this is when I recall doing a few interviews uh, three or four years ago. And she copped a lot of flack there from some of the other Commonwealth lifters, female lifters, that they were having to compete against her. And um, I think she had a couple of injury problems. And I thought, well, she probably felt, oh, I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm out of this. I just want anonymity and some privacy in my life. But to enter back into the lion's den as she has speaks volumes, to me anyway, of the uh, mental strength of this woman, and um, I think that'll stand her in good stead. Um, she seems to be largely impervious to all of this uh, flack that's flying around about her, much of it, I suppose, because it's not particularly well-founded, so it doesn't bother her. And I think she'll be getting good support, plenty of good support within the New Zealand team as well. Uh, obviously, they're doing the right thing, keeping her out of the media, being that would be too much, wouldn't it? Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm pleased that um, she hasn't been, you know, like someone, like a circus clown being sort of rolled out to perform in, in front of the um, voracious media at a press conference. No, that would be ho totally inappropriate. And uh, to date, I mean, I guess if she wins a medal, she will have to face the media, and she should, I suppose. And uh, But I imagine she'll be well prepared, and she's probably um, confident. She's, she's confident in herself. I think that's the important mm. thing, isn't it, Smitty, that... But as you get a bit older, you do become uh, more comfortable with who you are. You don't worry so much about other people's opinions of who you are or what you are. You're comfortable in your own skin, and it's a very good place to, to get to. But it takes many years to get to that point, as I've discovered. Um, and I'm sure she's probably comfortable, very comfortable with who she is. 
Tell, uh, can you stay with us? I've got two or three other issues I, I really want to value your opinion on. So if we're going to go to, you know, you know the disciplines of, of radio. We're going to go to the news at the half hour. You know uh, all too well about that. Uh, can you stay with us? Uh, there's Ross Taylor I want to talk about. Uh, maybe the red card yeah. situation in rugby as well. So uh, if you can stay with us, I'd be thrilled. Well, one of the joys, Smitty, of being retired is you have plenty of time. <laughs> and we're using your time and uh, we're getting great value from it. Yeah. Back uh, shortly with Brendan Telfer, but in the meantime, uh, here's Trudy with the news. The all-new SNZ. It's Kiwi for sport. Wow, about how about that last story? Lena Bloom is Sports Illustrated Swimsuits Issue's first transgender cover. Bloom is also the first trans woman of colour to be featured in the magazine. Brendan Telfin is still with us. Uh, Brendan, what do you make of that? Uh, not much, no. I, I like Sports <laughs> Illustrated as a magazine, uh, but um, I, li- I like it for the literature, not the, not the bikini. Okay, fair enough. Hey, listen, here's another subject that uh, I'm pleased to say uh, we uncovered some information from this morning, the Ross Taylor one. Now, it seems an age ago uh, that you uh, were very much in on the play when Ross Taylor lost the captaincy at that time. That was a very emotive issue around New Zealand sport. Um, and and uh, you covered it in depth. You gave it every inch. And, and to be fair, uh, there was a time when everyone wondered whether Ross Taylor would continue playing at that time. News coming through this morning that he's going to continue playing at this time. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, good on him. Good on him. Again, I, I guess it's another example of a guy who's very comfortable with it in his own skin at this age. What is he, 36, 37? Um, I, I didn't think he was as productive with the bat as he had been in a, a couple of years back uh, on this uh, tour of England and, and the World Cup final. But, you know, Smitty, there was a moment there on that, uh, was it the fourth day or the last day of that World fi- uh, uh, Test Championship final when New Zealand were two for 20-odd chasing, mm-hmm. what was it, 140 or 150? Yep. And I was thinking of all of the men who have walked to the wicket with a bat under their arm to play cricket for New Zealand, who would you want coming to the wicket at this vital stage with India with their, you know, their kind of sense of... Um, uh, victory in the air. They had a sniff of it in, in their nostrils at that stage. And I was going back through all of these great stodgy batsmen that we've produced who could stay at the wicket for long periods of time. People like Bruce Edgar and John Wright, even Graham Dowling was a guy who knew how to stay at the wicket for long periods of time. But I thought, no, the only other guy that I could think of who I'd like to see walking to the wicket now other than Ross Taylor was Bert Sackliff because he had the, the technical skills mm-hmm. and just kind of the, the ability to, to bat on a, on a wicket that was giving plenty of a to the bowlers, and I thought that that performance of Ross Taylor's that day um, is why uh, we can't afford to lose him. I mean, you know, he's getting on to 40, and I think the, uh, there's not too many batsmen around who batsmen are still playing international cricket at 40. I think Graham Gooch was playing test cricket, was he, when he was about 40? Yep. And um, I saw a couple of days ago live on television here from, um, where is it, the Caribbean, uh, Chris Gale, who I think is now 40, smacking 67 off the Australians in a T20. Um, So I I think uh, Ross is 
you know, he's made a decision based on his fitness. His mental capacity, I suppose, is important, isn't it? He's got to yeah. be mentally committed to what he wants to do. And after all these years playing cricket, you could understand if he has become a little tedious and bored with some aspects of the game of cricket. So um, I presume he's gone through all of this. He's got support from his family and uh, he still has plenty to offer, doesn't he? I mean, you know him better than I do. Yeah, well, what did you make of his Well, it wasn't surprising to me. I kind of sensed that, that he would do that. Um, I, I, you know, I know the guy pretty well. One of the other things you mentioned about the, the, the hard nature that he's got and the resilient nature, you know, to, to sell his wicket quite dearly and, and, and produce a lot of those uh, tough innings, is that the other side of it is if you get it wrong as a bowler, you get punished. You know, you get those guys that come to the wicket and they just occupy. And if you if you have a loose spell, bowl a couple of loose deliveries, you don't get punished for it. Ross Taylor will deal to you. So when you're chasing uh, and defending a relatively low total, that's what makes him equally as dangerous. Yeah. Red cards. Red cards in rugby. Um, I see the overnight uh, world rugby have... Uh, decided that there will be no further punishment for Corumbetti because they figure basically uh, it was the wrong decision, I guess. Yeah, um, I think the fault is with the laws of rugby is that there should be something between, I know this sounds very bureaucratic, between the yellow card and the red card. Now, Corumbetti, when I first saw that, it didn't look good, but when you looked at it in slow motion, there was clearly head contact on the French player. And OK, the French player might have dived a bit, but... Um, uh, you know, I think quite rightly, World Rugby have said that any contact with the head, uh, there's no room for discretion. There's no room for giving the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. And I think that is a very good sound policy. It's a bit like the policy that WADA have with drugs. You can dream up all of the excuses in the world, however creative they may be, as to why you unfortunately returned a positive drug test. But at the end of the day, uh, WADA says you and only you are responsible for what goes into your mouth in terms of fluid and food and you have to take that responsibility and it's the same on a rugby field okay they you know don't have quite the same amount of time to make these objective decisions but if you contact someone's head as a tackler you have to be in trouble um, maybe maybe there should be a I was thinking at the time when I was watching that match, maybe this guy should have had 20 minutes, a double yellow card, 20 minutes in the bin rather than off for the whole game because it did, to some degree, spoil the match, I guess, and it's hardly surprising that Australia won after that. But um, there's got to be something other than just a yellow card, 10 minutes, red card, gone for the match. Maybe he could have been gone until half time or something, but um, he deserved some kind of punishment. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Whether he should have had the red card for the whole match... Well, I remain sitting on the fence about that to some degree. Telf, you'll be pleased to know we're taking texts. Uh, it's 88.33, by the way. You don't have to do that, Telf. But you'll, you'll be pleased in this. Great to hear Brendan Telfer on the airwaves again. A New Zealand broadcasting legend. Keep up the good work. That's from Mark. So they're still wanting you out there, and we will continue to want well, you as time well, goes on. Well, well, Smitty, I tell you, when your producer, John Day, rang me this morning, I had a very difficult decision to make because I do Tai Chi in the mornings now. Oh. Um, and so I decided, because it was Ian Smith, I'd give up my morning of Tai Chi to talk to you on the radio. So there we are. Thank I'm, you. I'm so appreciative, uh, and we're all appreciative, actually. Your views are obviously heavily, heavily respected. Uh, we'll give you plenty of notice next time. and In the meantime, uh, enjoy your Tai Chi tomorrow morning. I will indeed. Thanks, Mitty. Hey, hey, thanks, Telf. Absolute fantastic to have Brendan Telfer on. God, I've got so much respect for that bloke. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91